0: This is Indie Business Podcast, Episode 71. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I'm your host, mentor and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com and the lead entrepreneur mentor at Maker Mastermind Business Incubator. My goal is to help you build a solid business foundation, increase your income and use your business to create the life you love. In this episode, I will share with you my top 10 ways to ensure that your business suits your lifestyle, which ultimately ensures that you actually enjoy your entrepreneurial journey to the utmost. Now, this episode will be a little different from my usual format, which is interview style. I love connecting you to the people who can inspire and inform you, and most episodes will continue to be interviews. But from time to time, when I feel like I want to share something, you know, important and really, really super close to my heart in a different kind of way, I'll kind of use this kind of fireside chat environment. And it's not exactly me off the cuff because I have prepared, but it is me kind of speaking with you in a way that's more conversational and a little bit less scripted. There may be a few more ums and, you know, thoughtful passages and maybe a few, a little bit more laughter than usual, but that's just me formulating my thoughts as I go. And I want them to be the most useful to you. So, you know, I may pause for a little bit as I'm speaking and sharing with you, which is kind of a little bit different from an interview format. But anyway, I hope you like this approach and I hope you'll take a moment to let me know what you think. So if you've listened to just a few of the interviews here on the Indie Business Podcast, you have probably noticed that I ask a lot of questions of my guests from all walks of life about how they manage their businesses to ensure that all of the work they do in their business actually contributes In a positive way to their lifestyle. And this is an important topic for so many reasons. You know, when we first start a business, we have an idea in our heads about how things are gonna go, right? Like it's gonna be like this, it's gonna be so perfect, and I'm gonna have a business that, you know, is only online, or I'm only gonna do shows, or I'm only gonna do wholesale. And, you know, we have these ideas, and that's really important because we have to plan. But once we move forward, even for just a few months, we figure out that, you know what, it's really not going to look exactly like we thought. And we have to tweak a few things. And this is where it becomes so important to really think about the kind of lifestyle that you want. Because as you are tweaking things, you really have to handle that process with care. You don't want to have a business that interferes with your life. You want to create a business that you tweak consistently so that it enhances and adds to the enjoyment of your life. And so as you're tweaking and moving along, you've got to be doing that in conjunction with being really, really deeply self-aware about what it is you're creating for the long term and how that's going to impact the type of lifestyle that you want for yourself and also for your family. And for those of you who may be thinking about starting a family, then obviously for your future family. So on this episode, I'm really diving personally into this topic because it's super, super one of my favorites. So 10 things that I want you to really, really focus on to make sure that your business suits your lifestyle. Okay. The first thing is to plan. Okay. And as I said earlier, you know, we plan and then we have to replan. And that's really the point here is that you need to plan things based around what you think things are going to look like, and what and the impact you think things are going to have on your life. But then, as you see your movement forward, and as you grow, you're going to notice that what you thought was going to impact your life in a certain way actually impacts it in a different way. And this is when you're going to need to be flexible and you're going to really need to take a look at your business model and think about how you can retool it in a way that will allow that business to more easily reflect and positively impact your lifestyle. So, what I mean by this is making sure that you, you know, that you've planned carefully, but that you're also flexible enough to change things when it's necessary to do that. So, for example, I had a conversation recently with uh, one of our Indie Business Network members who loves making her products. Our products are very popular and her business is growing. But over, you know, the months and years of her business, she has realized that her lifestyle is much more conducive to a wholesale business model than it is to a retail business model. And why is this? Because while she loves making her products, The time that it takes for her to actually pack and ship them is is, the time that is not the most fun for her. And sure, she could hire someone to help, but that's not always the best answer. Um, It doesn't always work for everyone to just farm everything out. And she wants to continue to do the bulk of that work herself. So what this has meant is making a lifestyle decision to really, really pare back on the sales through the website And increase the wholesale sales because for her, it takes about the same amount of time to pack and ship, you know, three dozen products as it does to pack and ship one or two. And so she feels very strongly that her lifestyle is more conducive to spending more time making and less time packaging and shipping. And you can do that when you have a wholesale business model and you can put, you know, 30 products in a box. And it would take you about the same amount of time as it would take you to put two or three products in a box. And you can also be more profitable that way um, in her particular case. So every business is different, but that's just an example. So over the years, she has tweaked her business model to rely less on her website, less on social media, less on the things that really... Um, lend themselves to more retail sales and more on the things that lend themselves to wholesale sales like trade shows and other sorts of things like that. So this is what I mean by starting off your business with an idea in mind, which in her case was originally selling off the website, and then really sort of retooling things to suit your lifestyle, to suit the things that you enjoy doing, to minimize uh, the impact on you from having to do things that you like to do less and to give yourself the opportunity in your business to focus on actually doing the things that you like to do more. So that's just like a basic example. And I'm sure you can all think in your business, how what are the things in my business that are impacting my lifestyle in a way that's less than desirable for me? And when you make a list of those things, nine times out of 10, there are things that you can change or things that you can tweak a little bit so that they can fit your lifestyle more. Maybe you can eliminate some things entirely, or maybe you can just tweak them so that they fit your lifestyle better. So this is an ongoing process too, because um, as, as creative entrepreneurs, and especially if you're a female and, and men as well, but really, especially for women, our lives change so much and we evolve as people. And so what you want to be able to make sure that you do is create a business model that can actually evolve with you so that you never get to the point where you're like, Oh, you know, my business is supporting me, but my business is making money. But you know, it's gotten to the point where it just doesn't suit my life anymore. And, you know, sometimes that's life. And sometimes those things happen. But to the extent you can create a business that can actually work for you long term, so you don't have the added stress of having to end one business and start another one, that you can really create something that you feel like you can really do over the long term and create a business model that will allow itself to kind of tweak and be flexible with you as you evolve in your life. So again, the first thing is to plan and then replan as you go to suit your lifestyle. Secondly, track everything, like everything that you can track in your business, track it, track sales, track the busy season, track the slow season, track the um the, the hits to your website, your your website analytics, track your newsletter subscribers, track how well certain opt-ins do versus other opt-ins at your website. Track sales at shows at this show versus sales at that show. Like track everything because that is how you see patterns. And when you start to see patterns, then you can actually start to see your business actually begin to take on a personality. And those patterns are the things that allow you to follow. You can follow those patterns. So you can follow the successful patterns. You can follow the patterns that are not as successful. And you can actually have more control over them because you're aware of what the patterns are in your business. And when you can see those, it makes it a whole lot easier for you to be able to refer back to number one, which is plan and replan, because you can plan and replan based on the patterns, the actual evidence, the documented evidence of how things are going in your business and how one strategy versus another strategy produces specific results, you can track those things. And then you can tool and retool your business, again, to suit the kind of life that you want based on the patterns that you see. So tracking tools are everywhere. I mean, you can track things in a journal, you can track things using Different apps and um, you know uh, you know different sorts of apps that you can use um, on your phone or online. You can uh, create an Excel spreadsheet and track things. Um, There's lots and lots of different ways to track things. And obviously, some things are tracked for you, like Google Analytics, like it's right there at your website when you log in, or your newsletter opt-ins and subscribers. You can look at those numbers, um, and you can see exactly what's happening and see patterns, what's working and what's not working, and retool things and evolve things in your business so that they can also suit your life. Okay, so number three, work in batches. If you can... Organize your business tasks in such a way that the ones that are most like each other all get done in batches. Then you will find that you can be way more efficient and have more free time in your life so that you can enjoy your life non working, the non working side of your life a little bit more than, um, than you would otherwise be able to do. And this can happen in hours, you can add hours to your week by batching things. So for example, um, if you make different types of products, chances are good that those uh, that different sorts of products require different, you know, different collections of packaging, different sort of um, mixing containers and so forth. So you can create all of the like products together at a specific time and get those all out of the way and then have them all done for the whole month. And then you can set aside another time to do um, all of your blog post drafts for a particular month. And then you can set aside another time to do all of your social media posts for the week and so forth. So doing it in the moment can work. And honestly speaking, when we first start our businesses, we're pretty much doing everything in the moment, but over time I want you to enjoy being able to choose certain things, do them one at a time. Like don't try to batch everything at once. I'm going to batch all my making, all my social media. I don't suggest that. What I suggest you do is pick one subject area to batch first. It may be your content creation. It may be your uh, the actual making. It may be your administrative work, keeping your books. It may be the meetings that you have um, that you, for example, only take meetings on... Tuesday afternoons and Monday mornings. Like that's the time that you take meetings um, on the phone or virtual meetings. And then you only do in-person meetings on Fridays between the hours of nine and one or something like that. That's kind of what I mean. So what you're able to do is then organize your weeks, your your the days in your week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, in ways that make it super easy for you to be able to predict what you're going to be doing from week to week and therefore be much more efficient at doing it. And so um, maybe you make all of your products on Mondays. So for example, every Monday is like making day. That's what you do. Every Tuesday is marketing day. Like this is when we get all our graphics done. We draft our blog posts and so forth. And every Wednesday is, you know, another day and, and so forth. And then all of your packaging and shipping gets done, you know, the same time every day between like three and six, like that's the packaging and shipping time. And that's what we do on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays or whatever it is. But see if you can try and batch things together in ways that make sense, because you will find that it's a lot easier to plan your days. You will find that you will be actually literally creating more time in each hour of your life. And you'll also find that you will have less stress when you're not flying by the seat of your pants and, you know, I got to do this now and I got to do that now. And you'll also find that you will have more free time, you know, to enjoy other parts of your life outside of your business than you otherwise would. Number four, get input from other people. And this is, you know, this input can come in a variety of different forms. You can have, I don't really suggest relying on friends who aren't entrepreneurs But from time to time, a really close friend who has your best interest at heart and is, you know, sort of, you know, situated themselves as a proactive entrepreneurial thinking thinker can be helpful. Um, But what's really helpful is to get input from other people who are also entrepreneurs. And this is where something like um, masterminding comes in or local meetups uh, can come in, things like that, um, where you are locally, chamber of commerce meetings and so forth. Because once you get other people's eyeballs and once you get their sort of headspace, you give them headspace and allow them to see what's going on in your business, and you have a roadblock or a challenge or so forth, a lot of times you can become unstuck when other entrepreneurs who may have had similar challenges to you, or even if they haven't, they still have like a fresh take on what you're going through, they have fresh ideas. Fresh input, because sometimes we're, we're in a situation, we see it, but we don't really see it. Like we kind of see it from being inside of it. We can't always see it from, you know, from a distance, like and, and zoom out a little bit so we can make the best decision. So, um, and even something like uh, makermastermind.com, which is uh, my own weekly program, like we're actually mastermind with a small group every single week. Um, So you stay on track, you set goals, you don't lose track of those goals and you always have a support team around you on a weekly basis to make sure that you have uh, what you need to keep you bolstered and uplifted. You can check that out at makermastermind.com and see if it's for you. But definitely uh, either create something like that for yourself or find something like that that you can use so you can get third party input and be listening to other people And their approaches and their ideas and and their fresh input, it sometimes just makes all the difference in helping you to formulate the steps that you need to take to not only grow your business, but to also maintain a business that positively impacts your lifestyle on a daily basis. Fifth, don't be afraid of change and risk-taking. Um, and this is, this is a really big deal. I mean, obviously, if you have a business, you, you have some risk-taking um, propensity of your own already. Um, but it's really important to make sure that you nurture that and that you practice taking risks on a regular basis. And I think this is becoming more important than it's ever been for us in business simply because there are so many people in business and it is so easy to look like everyone else by doing the same things that other people are doing. And so we, we kind of got to get out of that sort of putting the needle on the record, as, as someone used to say to me all the time, all you have to do is put the needle on the record. Well, that's kind of true in some respects, but when when it comes to creating a business that stands out and the, and that really does Um, create an impact on the world and on your target customers in unique ways. It really does require you to step outside of what people are used to seeing and take risks. And, And when you do this, one of the things that you'll find will happen is, you know, not all of them will work, but the ones that do will feel so good and they will free you so much because you will be leading the pack in a certain way. You will have taken a chance to do something different. And that will, again, positively impact your business. And it will also positively impact your life because it will help build your confidence, not just in your business, but also in all aspects of your your humanity, really. Taking a risk and seeing it come through and work for you, builds your confidence like nothing else because it helps you to see yourself as a really good decision maker and and a person who can try something new and different and really, instead of following along the path, actually blaze your own trail. And that is where there's a lot of thought leadership and a lot of industry leadership and power in a good way that goes along with that. So When you have an opportunity to do something unique and different, and it looks like it's a little bit off the rails because no one else is doing it, you know, sometimes it is off the rails and maybe you shouldn't do it. But oftentimes if you pause and think, hmm, now this is the lifestyle I'm creating for myself. What if I took a risk? What if I took a chance and did this new and different thing and it worked out? How awesome would that be if that could impact my life in in this other way and if, if it worked out? So I want you to be mindful of the fact that, you know, we don't want to take unwise risks, but we do want to take careful risks that can put us in a better position to grow and to have the kind of lives that we want to have as we move forward. Number six, don't overthink change, like, and don't overthink anything really, because, So often in business, there are so many things that we have to do. There are so many important things that we have to do. And oftentimes what I see, one of the things that holds people back a lot is they overthink the simplest things. And when they overthink them, they never get done. Like they just don't ever move off the thinking. And we're thinking about, I was having a conversation with someone just today about newsletters, like, um, you know, encouraging Um, you know, to send out a regular newsletter because the business relies on the internet for sales. And so getting people's email addresses and then using them to communicate with the people who are interested in your products and who have signed up for your newsletter is extremely important. Um, The hiccup for this particular person came because they kind of thought, the newsletter had to be this fancy thing. And they were thinking like, I need a section for this and a section for that. And I need eight pictures and I don't know where to get the pictures from. And how do you resize the pictures and all the things. And at the end of the day, we just kind of whittled that down to a simple, simple format. Because sometimes overthinking, um, it, it paralyzes us. And we get into that, what do they call it? Analysis paralysis. And you guys know when you start becoming apoplectic over something like that. It just, nothing gets done. No decisions get made and no progress is made forward. And obviously, if no progress is made forward on important things in your business, the impact on your lifestyle is going to be not so good. So you want to make sure that you're not overthinking things that need to take place inside your business. Number seven, practice leading. Practice developing your leadership skills. And what I mean by this is, and I'll just give an example, uh, practice, for example, answering the question, what you do for a living. Because one of the things I find is that entrepreneurs in general, we don't really know what to say when people ask us what we do, because we don't think they'll understand. Um, so what we need to do is we can't just you know, say, you know, I'm, I'm a soap maker. So for example, that's a good example. I'm a soap maker, and it may be that you are a soap maker, and that's a great thing. But here's what I want you to think about doing as you practice leadership. Because again, practicing leadership is going to help you not just in your business, but also to be able to lead the kind of lifestyle that you want. I want you to think about saying something like, I'm the founder and CEO of Donna Maria's Soap Company, and we sell handmade soap for women uh, throughout the Northeastern United States. Like there you go. Like you, you have you have promoted your business. You have answered their question, and you have also practiced leadership because what you've done is you've given yourself a leadership title. Like you are the CEO of your business. You're also maybe the maker, and that's all great. But what you really are is you are the leader of a business. And so practice those things. Practice introducing yourself in those ways. Practice um, being becoming. The 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 business leader that you want to be, and that will help you to also be the life leader in your life that you want to be as well. There's a lot of interchange there. It's a very fluid kind of a dynamic. Um, as you practice leading your life, you become a better entrepreneur. I have certainly found this with uh, practicing, for example, um, motherhood. Just having to juggle so many things and to change things on a dime and you know, you, you've got something scheduled that has to happen, but then someone gets sick and you got to go to the pediatrician and you got to go, you know, get medicine and they don't have the medicine. You got to go to another pharmacy. I mean, the whole thing, right. Um, it, It forces you to be a better business leader because you have to think on your feet as a parent, you have to think on your feet as a business leader, but the same dynamic occurs in the reverse direction. The more you think on your feet as a leader in your business, the better you're able to lead your life and all the associated things that are come along with that, whether it's your children or your spouse or the things in your relationship that you are more responsible for, the things that that you have responsibility for in your in your life are going to be executed and handled in a much more um, a better way when you've also practiced leading in your business. Number eight, journal. And by this I don't mean have a journal like you write down your diary. I'm not I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting something more flexible than that. Really something have something that allows you to organize your thoughts on a regular basis so you put them out there for yourself to review and peruse as often as you can so that you can again observe patterns observe observe what's going on in your life and in your business and when you write these things down or compile them in a way that allows you to see a progression from point A to point B to point C and so forth, what you see is a story. What you see is that your business is a story and that story is going to correlate with the story of your life and you want them to flow with one another. So for example, looking back, and I haven't always been the best journaler. I'm much better at it today than I was when my children were a whole lot younger. And then before I became a parent, I was really good at it before then as well. Um, so I had a whole lot less time as most of us do when we, when we have young children, but my children are a little older now. And so I have been able to um, embrace the practice of journaling a little bit more. And what it has allowed me to do is to organize my thoughts in a way that actually helps me plan out the next 10, 20, and 30 years of my life. And I think that there's great value to that. What happens when you engage your brain in a way where those thoughts literally like come down through your arm and into your pen and you can doodle and you can draw pictures and you can say what has happened and um, what you want to happen and, you know, write down some loose deadlines for things as you sort of journal along in your business, you will also be journaling your life. And they really, as I said earlier, they do kind of, you know, run hand in hand they flow, they are leverage against each other. And so when you're doing that, you'll find as you're journaling your business, you're also journaling your life. And as you're journaling your life, you're also journaling your business and you're creating a record that's going to actually help you to think through what you want your life to look like as your business and your entrepreneurial journey continues to unfold. Number nine, bring your family along with you. Now, obviously, I'm only talking to people who have family. And by family, I mean people who are old enough to really be impacted by your business in a way that changes their lives. Because as I've always said, if mom has a business, everybody has a business. If dad has a business, everybody has a business. Um, if your children are old enough to really be impacted by your business, then you know they need to be brought along as well. And this can be tough. And every family dynamic is different. And obviously, it really only applies to people, like I said, who are living with other people. What you do affects them. And since you're doing your business, your business also affects them. So what I mean more specifically by bringing your family along with you is to make sure that you're making every effort to give them access to the hopes and dreams you have for your business. Like allow them inside of your brain. Allow them to know what it is that you're really working for. because you know, let's be honest. We all want to make money. That's why we're in business, right? We want to be profitable. But for creative entrepreneurs, business ownership is so much more than just making money. Um, You get additional satisfaction out of leading your business. And if you give your family members a consistent and close-up personal view of uh, what that satisfaction looks like for you and how meaningful it is to you, It will obviously have a positive impact on everything from your relationships with them. It'll positively impact your business. It'll positively impact your life and your lifestyle and really just everything. You obviously want to see if you can get support and assistance from your family and not everyone is lucky enough to have really good support and assistance from their family. Um, But even if you don't have as much of the support, however you define that, as you might like to have, still giving them access to your hopes and dreams and the logic behind what you are doing your business for and how it does really give you personal and meaningful satisfaction. Um, Helping them to understand that is also going to help your business flow more smoothly internally for you and also externally for the people around you, and importantly, for the people who like live in the same household with you. And then number 10 is to really declare what you want and be intentional about it. And this really does loop us back around to where we started with planning and replanning. It's really hard to plan anything if you don't really declare exactly what you want. Like, it's hard to buy a car if you don't know what kind of car you want. Like, do you want a big car? Do you want a little car? How many miles a gallon? Is it an SUV? Is it going to be parked indoors or outdoors? What color do you like? Um, do you want a stick shift or, you know, a straight drive? Like, what is it? what is it that you want? What's meaningful to you? Do you need air conditioning? What kind of windows do you want? All those sorts of things. Like, Declare what it is that you want in your life and then be intentional about building your business and planning your business out to complement what you what you want your life to be like. This is so, so important. And I think it's so easy to overlook this when you're starting a business because there's so many things to do. And you kind of think, well, I'll just deal with my lifestyle last because right now I got a business off the ground. And, you know, I think we all sort of cycle into that sometimes, but what I think is really important is that we kind of recognize that we've cycled into that and we need to cycle out of that so that we can make sure that we are very specific about the kind of life that we want to have. And that will help us be very specific about the kind of business that we want to have. So the business can actually feed your life and complement your life and nurture your life and support your life. And that's what the business should do. Shouldn't be the other way around. Like you shouldn't be pouring your whole life into your business so your business is strong and you're weak. Obviously, there are times in our entrepreneurial journeys when that happens, like the Christmas holiday rush, or you're working on a big project, you're launching a new website, and you haven't slept for a week. You know, those things happen. But those are, you know, those are unique situations. It's not the norm. What I mean, what I'm saying here is that the norm should be that the business is supporting you. That is the goal, to get the business to the point where it is supporting your lifestyle goals. It is supporting you. And you have created, again, as I said earlier, the systems and batching and making sure that you're getting input from others and tracking everything, as I said before, and seeing those patterns. Once you're doing those things, again, all of these 10 things work together to help you ensure that the business that you're creating is actually supporting the specific lifestyle, the specific type of life that you want. And you you really can have the business of your dreams, quote unquote, as they say. For me, this doesn't mean business of my dreams, you know, I'm living in the Riviera, you know, and I'm driving, I have eight Jaguars and I'm living on the side of a cliff overlooking the ocean. That may be some people's and that's great, not mine. Whatever yours is though, you really can have it, but it doesn't start with looking at what other people are doing. It starts with looking deeply within yourself and becoming aware of your own personal desires, accepting them, acknowledging them and valuing them, knowing exactly what you want to do and what you want your life to look like as you do it. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. If you did, please go to IndieBusinessNetwork.com and join the conversation about the show on the blog. And while you're there, take a look at our membership offerings at the Indie Business Network. If you just click on the join link there, you'll see how you can join the Indie Business Network, the things that we offer, the coaching, the mentoring that we offer, um, the product discounts, supplier discounts that we offer, um, we have master classes. We have uh, success calls. We have coaching calls, specifically with me and other experts who can help you grow your business and 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 build it out to be whatever it is that you want it to be. We also offer product liability insurance for people who make the products, whether you make soap, perfume all sorts of cosmetics, mineral makeup, candles. We have a program for candles, even food manufacturers, estheticians, massage therapists. We are here to serve makers and creative entrepreneurs. So I invite you to have a look around at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. I'll see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder and create the life you love.